Thanks for joining Make Money Make Sense. As a reminder, investment and insurance products are not insured by the FDIC or any federal government agency, are not a deposit or other obligation of or guaranteed by the bank or any bank affiliate, and are subject to investment risks, including possible loss of the principal amount invested. Let's go. All right, welcome to another episode of Make Money Make Sense, where we discuss all things finance and investing. We're your hosts, Trent Doty, Senior Financial Advisor, and Roger Doty, Senior VP of Investments and Branch Manager with Wells Fargo Advisors. Our team has offices in Statesboro, Georgia, and Savannah, Georgia, and we're really excited for today's episode where we are going to discuss the power of compounding. So sit back, relax, and let's dive into it. So Roger, we talk a lot about compounding and the importance that time has with investing. Why is, before we get into kind of the definition of compounding, why is compounding so important, beneficial, you know, such a necessity? It is everything in investing, I believe. Uh, Albert Einstein called it the eighth wonder of the world. When you hear (laughs) some of these numbers, if you haven't really looked into the power of compounding, I think this presentation will have you going back and running your calculator to see if we're really telling the truth, because it's hard to believe that it is as powerful as what it is. So Yeah, yeah. And just, so one of the things that we're going to talk about with compounding is called the rule of 72. And The rule of 72 is defined as a formula that calculates how long it'll take for an investment to double in value based on its rate of return. So we use the rule of 72 in talking with clients and and looking at at numbers and portfolios. And to simplify that, if your portfolio and your investments return 10% in a given year, then in 7.2 years, the portfolio will double in value. That's an example to, to quickly understand what the rule of 72 is. So I guess, what else, yeah, do you wanna, do you have a specific so, example? So here are some examples that I use when we're talking to, especially 401k participants. So as Trent said, 10%, it takes 7.2 years. 7.2%, it takes 10 years. 2%, it takes 36 years to double your money. So one of the things we're always dealing with in 401ks is, and again, with any investment, nobody wants to lose money. So therefore, the tendency is to maybe, sometimes, I mean, sometimes we have to talk people from being too aggressive. Sometimes we have to talk people into taking some kind of risk so that they have enough doubles. And that's the term we use. I mean, we use we use that terminology a lot in our business. Yeah. When, when somebody says, you know, how much will I have in X number of years? What I'm running through my head is, okay, how aggressive are we going to invest this money? And how many doubles do we have? I mean, and how many times do we have to double their money? So here are some examples. And this is this is an example I gave. You know, we're, we're in Safe Road, Georgia, near Georgia Southern, and I've given this to students a few times. So if you have 2% and you're 21 years old and you are fortunate enough to have $10,000, you invest $10,000 at 21 years old, at 2%, that money will be worth $26,915. 
at the once you get 71, right? Once you get 71, yeah. start at 21, get to 71, it's worth $26,915. At 7.2%, which I would consider probably middle of the road investor. 7.2%, same $10,000 at age 21, at age 71, that number turns to $320,000. Age 71, it's $320,000. Same investor at 10%, and I've carried this forward because of the, the, the numbers, it's 71.4. So at age 71.4, just to make it a, an even number, it's $1,280,000. So that's why we discourage people from avoiding risk. The 2% number is $26,915 compounded. The 10% number is $1,280,000. Huge, huge difference. All right, let me give you another example that I think reinforces that rule of 72. And we do this in a lot of our 401k meetings. So if I give you a penny, and, and you may have heard this example before, if I give you a penny and double it every day of the month, how much money do you have at the end of the month? So it's one cent, two cent, four cent, eight cent, 16 cents, you get the idea. In a 31 day month, the number on the 31st day of the month is $10,737,418.24. So it's over $10 million, doubling a penny every day of the month on a 31-day month. Let me give you another example of that. And people will say, well, I have to pay taxes on that money, so how much is that going to take? Well, if you do the same thing, and I'm assuming a 25% tax bracket. So what I did in this calculation, if you want to duplicate it, is just take a penny and double it every day, but multiply it times 0.75 at the end of every day. So I'm taxing it every single day. At the end of the 31-day month, the penny doubled and paying taxes is $1,000. $438.13. So the power of growing money that you're not taxing is over $10 million. The power of growing money that you are taxing every day is $1,438, which basically says we want to avoid taxes as much as we can. And generally speaking, that means taking advantage of your retirement plan. Yeah. Questions on that? You've heard these numbers, Trent. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty eye-opening, The not only the amount for compounding, the 10.7 million, but also when you incorporate taxes into it, it shows the, the advantages of being smart and, and thinking about your tax consequences before you you know you invest it and and put your money in smart places and smart investment accounts um but yeah the the power of compound the biggest there or i guess there are two of the main variables number one is actually investing the money that's the the first step and the second is one that we don't have control over but that's the time in the market so you know if you're 
50 years old and you're just now starting to invest, then you're going to have to invest a lot more money because you don't have time for those doubles and for that money to compound. Whereas if you're 21 and like, like Roger said, and you have $10,000 and you invest it in a portfolio that that's growth oriented, then, you know, that can make you over seven figures. So now, now, now keep in mind, we're not guaranteeing anybody a double on their money. <laughs> we can't guarantee that, but we can look at the history of investing. And there are a lot of investments that have a long-term history. And by long-term, 10 years or more, there are a lot of invest investments that have a 10-year or more history that show 10% or better return. And those investments will double every 7.2 years. And I'm, I'm, you know, if you've listened to this podcast before, you know, I am Trent's father. So I've, I've got a few more years of seeing this happen and it works. I'm very, very fortunate that I learned about the power of compounding when I was 24 years old. And at 24 years old, I started using this rule to my benefit. Now I'm older than that and I can see the benefits. Now, now one thing I will suggest to you is in the short term, you can get frustrated with it. In the, in the example we gave, the penny doubling every day of the month, which again, we're not gonna be able to double your investment every day of the month. <laughs> At the end of the first week, that penny was worth 64 cents which is good. I mean, that, that's great, but that's not, that ain't going to change your life. At the end of the second week, the penny was worth $81.92. You know, again, good, but not going to change your life. End of the third week, it was worth $10,485. All of a sudden, it's starting to matter, but it's taken three quarters of your time before it mattered. At the end of the fourth week, it's $1,342,000. And again, so, so think of that. So those extra three days at the end, 29 is over two and a half million, which means 30 is over 5 million, which means the 31st day is now over 10 million. So in, in, in your situation, if you're in a 401k, and you're earning 10% in your 401k, and you've got $10,000. Well, you made $1,000 that year. Well, again, that's not gonna change your life. But the same exact performance, when you're at $100,000, you've earned $10,000. Just by the same performance, same investment. Fast forward to when you're getting ready to retire, and instead of $100,000, you've got a million dollars in your account, and the 10% return is $100,000. The goal is in retirement, as you get approaching retirement, that you're earning more money in your 401k than you are earning working. I think that's a great goal for people to have, and it happens, it's real. Now, some years it is, some years it doesn't. But when you can get that 10% on a million dollars, and you're earning $100,000 on your investments in one year, you're in a good place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So as we kind of start to wrap up um, things, and we will jump into, we, we have had a, a few questions from previous episodes that we'll jump into, but one saying that 
that we hear a lot and it's, you know, it's common to say, but it's not timing the market. It's how much time you have in the market. So that's for compounding. That's basically everything compounding is, is the time in the market is much more important than timing the market. Um, but with that said, I'm going to jump back to a question that we received a few times from a previous episode that we wanted to address that, that listeners have sent in. But it is um, basically revolves around our dividend investing. And we've gotten the question of, well, I'm approaching retirement. Should I just invest in high dividend paying stocks? Is that what we mean in one of our previous episodes on dividend investing? Is that a suggestion? And, and the answer is no. <laughs> and the, the reason is, and if you haven't listened to it, please go back and listen to our Rising Dividends podcast. That strategy is not about receiving the dividend. When we're talking about dividends, and there's lots of different things you can do with dividends, but when we're talking about it and that strategy, we're using it as an indicator of companies' performance. And if a company is making a lot of money, performing well, their stock price should go up. Doesn't always happen, but historically that has been a great indicator of a company's stock price to go up. The risk of people buying big dividend payers is that you buy that and then the company cuts their dividend. And if you own a stock of a company that when you own it, they cut their dividend, more often than not, your stock price is going to go down. And it can go down pretty dramatically when that happens. So we do not want to own a company that cuts their dividend. And the easiest way to avoid that is we, do, we try not to buy companies that are paying too much in a dividend that they might have to cut it. That's a big, big focus of our strategy is to not own a company that might cut their dividend. And if you're buying the companies that are paying the biggest dividends, your risk of being in that situation are pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So what? So we use the rising dividend as a good indicator, but the dividend itself is almost a secondary benefit to the purpose that we we put rising dividend stocks in our in some of our portfolios. Um, so thank you for tuning in to this episode of Make Money Make Sense. We hope you found it informative and helpful. If you have any questions or would like to learn more about our services, please don't hesitate to reach out to us at trent.doty at wfa.com. And please don't hesitate to let us know and send in which topics you would like us to cover in future shows. We'll see you next time for a new episode of Make Money Make Sense. information is provided for educational and illustrative purposes only. This information is made available with the understanding that Wells Fargo Advisors and its affiliates are not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, or tax advice. Wells Fargo Advisors is a trade name used by Wells Fargo Clearing Services, LLC, member SIPC, a registered broker-dealer, and non-bank affiliate of Wells Fargo and Company.